Welcome to the world according to Jackie Simmons. Super happy that you're here. Today, we're going to deep dive into the world according to Batista. And Batista Grimaud, yeah, you are the most beautiful collision of cultures that I have ever met. And I'm super happy that you're here. So let's do the sound check. Can you hear me now? I can. Can you hear me now? There we go. Now I can hear you too. So, Batista, welcome to the show. It's lovely to see you. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Ah, you're welcome. So cool. All right. I always like to start with what's so good about the world according to Batista. What's so good about the world according to Batista? Uh-huh. All right. Good question. Thank you for asking. Um, Actually, I love my life. I get that. And it's actually an invitation, <laughs> Batista, to tell us about you, who you are, and, and how, you know, what's the story of Batista? Yeah. So I love getting up in the morning because I love doing what I do in helping people just becoming the master of their bodies. Now, it wasn't always like that for me because for many, many years, I really lost the grip on my health, um, pain, and just really I felt, I, I felt like into this big dark hole where I thought that there were no more hope. And uh, today, it's not like that. Today, I'm pain-free, I have tools, and I love teaching those tools to other people and give them the hope that it, that it can happen for them too. Because when people are in pain and they are in that dark hole, sometimes they don't know that there is hope and that it doesn't have to be like that. What I noticed is that people get used to the pain or to the darkness. And then they, they get into a place where it becomes the normal. It does become the normal. I and uh, yeah, and even if you want to, yeah, and even if you say, no, there's hope, it, it, there's a blank, you know, and they, they can't even perceive it. So we have a saying, if your mind can conceive it and your heart can believe it, then you can achieve it. So okay, first, we're going to have to slow down because it's not coming through clearly. And I want to make sure that people get what you just said. And so if, if you sit back, the microphone's a little low. Oh, so, okay, perfect. Okay. So let me uh, make it. So now let's try this again with some, I'd like to share because what you said was you were talking about the mind and the heart and then it's, say it again, because it was lovely. If your mind can conceive it and your heart can believe it, then you can achieve it. Awesome. That's much clearer sounding. I appreciate it. <laughs> Batista, tell us the story of Batista. You were, you know, we know that you came through something, but before you had something to deal with, yeah, what was your life like? Take us so, day. Yeah, so I am actually from Switzerland and I grew up on a farm. My mother was a ballet dancer and my father was a mime. So I grew up with the arts and I became a, a 
professional flamenco dancer, well, first a ballet dancer, and then I uh, uh, fell in love with flamenco dancing as a teenager. I loved the ruffles, the passion. And so I moved to Spain to study flamenco, which, which actually saved my career because in my early 20s, I broke my foot and that ended up my ballet career because then I couldn't go on point shoes. That was my first injury. So I uh, became a flamenco dancer and I traveled and I was pretty successful and fulfilled. And then in my mid twenties, I had nine car accidents in a matter of two years time. And I like to tell you that I'm not the one that was uh, driving. Actually, I was driving, but I was rear-ended. I had just, for whatever reason, it's not me that bumped into other people. So if you find me on the, on the road, you don't have to like change lane or <laughs> I'm actually a really good driver. But anyway, it was what happened, a lot of car accidents and uh, it left me with uh, tremendous injuries. But dancing was my life. And so I pursued my dancing career regardless of all the injuries that I had. And uh, I, you know, I, I sustained myself with uh, things like going to the chiropractor three times a, a week, having massages, like really regularly and trying every type of modality there was to heal my injuries, uh, acupuncture, just you name it, I did it, even the mental power of the mind, hands-on healing, you know, everything. And uh, my other passion is metaphysical science and uh, quantum physics, and I studied that, and I practiced positive thinking, and I did the whole thing, spirituality, I prayed, and How much time on any given day were you spending simply trying to maintain your ability to dance? 24-7. It was a constant battle. A constant battle. I mean, we were, as dancers, we are, we are rehearsing, teaching sometimes eight hours a day. It's a, it's a very hard life physically. And every time I had an opportunity, I was all running to the chiropractor or doing things. So it was just part of my constant lifestyle to just be able to just continue and take the next step. So, you know, it's not like how many hours did I, it's like my whole life was consumed by it. Got you know, it. ice packs and, and um, Advil and, you know, whatever, you name it. So, yeah. When did it end? When did it stop being enough? One day I woke up in a meditation class. I had a moment of clarity. And I had spent 25 years learning about the power of the mind, the power of manifestation and uh, spirituality and, and this whole thing. And I woke up, I had a moment of clarity in a, in a meditation class where I said, I know too much not to have an answer for this problem. I spent 40 years in pain or 35 and meditating and doing all this, I, I know too much. There is a solution. I'm just not seeing it or something is missing. I have the piece of the puzzle missing in my big picture. So we're talking about a span of nine car accidents in two years. 
And then year after year after year after, and, and so we're not talking years. like it was a couple of years. You're talking 30 years of doing this work. Of 30 trying to years. Yeah. 30 plus, 35 years maybe. A um, long time. It, it's a long time to be in a lot of pain. Yes. Yeah. A lot of pain. And that, that day in that meditation class, I looked at myself and I looked around and I saw a lot of people that were suffering. And even though they were beautiful people and they had a lot of spiritual insights and a lot of gifts, you know, I saw a lot of pain and I realized, wait a minute, we're missing something. Something is missing. We are all missing something. Then it, it wasn't just me anymore. It was like something is missing for everybody. And I decided to find the piece of the puzzle missing. And so I, at, in those days, I was holding meditation classes, medita meditation groups, and uh, I brought everybody together. I said, tonight we're going to find the piece of the puzzle missing between the body, mind, spirit integration, because everybody's got the mind and the spirit and the body is like, I don't know where. And, <laughs> you know, and uh, we took uh, uh, magazines and we made mock-up boards and we lit candles and we made intentions and we prayed and we did all that. And the next day I met Steven, Dr. Fitness USA, the next day, yeah. So I was in a, in a restaurant waiting for the owner of the restaurant where I was putting a show together. So I was there in, on business and he came to have lunch and uh, we made eye contact. And so he walked by my table where I was waiting and he said, well, who are you? And I said, well, I'm Batista. And, and I said, well, who are you? And he says, I am an international body designer. And I looked at him, my jaw dropped and I said, that's what I need. <laughs> so for me it was a sign from God right it was like I just came from that whole thing and so he sat down we had a conversation and he's quite unique uh, a unique character kind of out of the box and he started telling me about um, working out from a female perspective and never doing anything that's uncomfortable but you have to lift heavy weight and, and nothing made sense to me. He was saying things like, uh, as a woman, you have to stop giving, you have to receive. And he had all these things that I had heard in meditation about male-female energy, but I didn't realize how it applied to my body and fitness. I didn't get it because I was brought up in the no pain, no gain, the show must go on, no matter what, mm. okay? So I was very confused. I didn't get it, but I prayed for it. There it was. And I learned uh, early on that when you pray for something, that something doesn't necessarily come in the shape and form you, you <laughs> expect it. Oh, okay? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, that, that's true. So we'll, we'll just go with... If anybody who is watching this has ever had the experience of what you pray for showing up looking a little differently than you expected, feel free to comment on it because that is so true. <laughs> Absolutely. And for me, that was like radical because this is not what I 
thought I prayed for, but I said, I have, I have to ask, what did you expect it to look like? I expected to, uh, to maybe, I was very spiritual, you know, I was really in the clouds with spirituality. I expected more to be some type of a spiritual message or some a vision or, you know and what I mean? Steven. Yeah, and I got Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, so Dr. Fitness USA, Stephen, um, you didn't get him. What happened next? I mean, you guys okay. obviously had so, another conversation. So I said, so I was confused, but I prayed for it. There it was. And I, so I hired him. <laughs> you know, I said, okay. I, you know, and uh, at the time, he only worked one-on-one -on -one with people. Uh, it was not what we offer now virtually and all the programs we have. It was very customized. It was in the gym. It, I mean, it was a whole thing. And it was, the investment was quite high. Uh, which I didn't really have the the money because I had my my dance studio just caught on fire. Uh, my arts education it was in 2008. My arts education mm. business, which was booming in the schools, uh, pretty much dropped overnight. I lost it when the funds got cut for the for the arts education in the schools. That's what I was doing. I mean, I I, I was coming from being really successful and have all my ducks in a row to basically, because I was working 24 seven, you mm -hmm. know, like all the time. And I came from having all that to have basically all my businesses wiped overnight. Okay. Wow. And there my body's shut too. And now what do you mean? You have my investment. I have to pay what, <laughs> how much? And the, but I'm, I don't believe in, Everything is energy, and I figured, you know what, if I have my body and I have my health, then I will have an opportunity to make more money and mm -hmm. to find new opportunities. So, you know, I found the money, I hired him, and uh, the first time I went to the gym with him, me who could not lift a pound of anything because I was so hurt, I was... Uh, I, I was able to do like a chest press with 25 pounds dumbbells in each hand. I was leg pressing 300 pounds. It was unbelievable. And what happened is in a matter of a week or two, my backache was gone. It never returned. Wow. And then, and then all my injuries disappeared. Like my shoulder took a little longer, maybe a few months. But basically all my injuries disappeared very, very rapidly. So I married him. <laughs> that was probably the smartest thing you could do, because otherwise you'd have kept paying him forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't the reason why I married him, but you know what I'm saying. I know so, what you're saying. It's a great yeah. story. And uh, that, was the that was the beginning of a, a huge transformation uh, for me. I, I couldn't believe what what had happened but i also knew my intention of manifesting that that in my life and not only in my life because when i woke up in that meditation class i clearly saw the body mind spirit that triangle that everybody talks about in spirituality mm -hmm. right and i really clearly saw that there was a gap in the body part of it and for me, it was more than just finding an answer for me and my body. 
it was for finding an answer to that piece that that is missing you know and so yeah and so i started to really take this very seriously and research and investigate and uh, through this process i wrote a couple of books one is feminine body design empowering fitness for a pain-free life because as women i know i was guilty of that there's so many myths around fitness for women ah you know okay. take me there what's a myth around fitness for women uh, the first thing is no pain, no gain. And that's, and that is specific to women because and it, for men too, okay, to a certain extent, extent, because you don't want to go for the pain, but women are estrogen ba based and men are testosterone based. Mm -hmm. So the energy, the male energy is giving, competing, doing the female energy is receiving, being, feeling, these are female energy. So when you have fitness, the, the male, the man is automatically going to be more competitive because it's in the characteristics. Oh, especially even with themselves. Exactly. Now, not to say that there are not women that are extremely competitive okay. either. I'm not saying that, you know, and, and uh, of course, it depends also if, the, if we're talking about a professional sport or something, you know, I'm just talking about just fitness in general of what people think and how they want to just carry on sustainability through their old age, so, right? So myth number one is that what works for men will work for women. Yeah, so the women really needs, if she wants to uh, ad adopt a, a fitness regimen that she can continue to do th through the ages, you see, you have to look at fitness like a business plan where do I want to be in five years? Where do I want to be in 10 years? Not, I'm going to get the body of my dream in, in 90 days. And you can't do that. You have to really look at it like a business plan. So if you want to look at it like that, then you have to have something that is enjoyable and that feels good because we are women. And if our body doesn't feel good, eventually we're going to say, hey, I don't want to do that. Mm. You know, because you, you don't, I mean, really, do you really want to suffer? I don't. Right. Absolutely. So the, so we have to, we have to regain that, that grounding inside our body, feeling that brain muscle connection when we regain our center, where mm. we can reconnect to the center of our body. So if you look at fitness in general, it's a lot about running up and down stairs or doing a lot of things or doing the jumping jacks or, you know, all these insanity routines or boot camp or CrossFit or HIIT, all these things, right, that have nothing to do with getting from getting the brain heart muscle connection where you can just feel your body, be quiet get feel your muscles working in a way that is comfortable because if it hurts chances are it's going to continue to hurt because maybe the angle of the movement is off or something so in fitness they tell you well it hurts because you're out of shape so you got to push through it but maybe not maybe the angle is off and maybe it's never going to get better and it might just get worse does that make sense it does. So I'm kind of thinking 
it, this is starting to make a lot of sense that pushing through the pain is the opposite of what's going to work well for a woman to get fit and stay fit. Yeah. Okay. So cool. So yeah. now we have two myths, you know, but they're, they're very similar aligned. And you're right. It's very common for people to think that you have to push through it. Mm -hmm. Is that what gets in the way of women actually pulling up the strength to say no to the things that create pain in their lives? Well, it's part of it. Okay. It's part of it because it's a syndrome. The syndrome affects every area of one's life. Mm. Okay. So it's, it's, um, see for me in comparison, I was brought up in the no pain, no gain, the show must go on. And then I acted like this in every area of my life. So when we have a, a characteristic, a trait, a traits, characteristic, characteristic traits, then if that's even an English word, it's a great <laughs> English word, a characteristic, or a character trait. You just put uh, together. There you go. I put them together. Yeah. <laughs> so it applies in every area of the of uh, of of our life. But there's more to it, okay? Because when you are grounded in the body and you can increase your physical strength by say 20 to 50%, which you can if you have the right tools and you're doing it with the right form, with the yeah, right ergonomics. You're not pushing through the pain. Got that. You're, you're not pushing through the pain. So now you have the power to increase your strength and you're grounded so you feel good. Then what happens is it starts putting your body back into balance and it, clear, it starts clearing the neuromuscular pathways to the brain. So the brain goes, wow, this feels good. You know? And so you create new, new neurons in the brain. You produce a lot of endorphins, you, you know, and that is the feel good hormones yeah. that are going to start getting you to feel better and to want to make better decisions in your life. This is why when people come and they say, oh, I want to lose weight. So we don't go, oh, okay, so you got to get rid of potatoes and pasta and you got to da, da, da. No, what we want to do is we want you to feel good first. If you can find your strength and you can find that groundedness and that peace inside your body and you go, oh, I feel pretty good. Then now you might want to cut down on the pizza or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And oh, so we minute. find that to be very effective. Feel good first then fix whatever is not right in your diet. Yes. That's very different. That's very yes. different. I like that a lot. Well, and of course I'm a fan, so. Cool. <laughs> All right, what are the other challenges? We, we, we got the myth going on. What's, what else gets in the way of people actually trying something like this? Misinformation. Uh, the other myth, and that's also talk about in the uh, in the book, is um, for example that yoga does the same thing or personal training does the same thing. People don't have a misinformation of what fitness activity does what and what uh, result it can produce. It's kind of like if you go to if you meet a, a lawyer, you're going to say, "Oh, what's your specialty?" So they're a criminal lawyer, they're this lawyer, that lawyer, and if you need to hire a lawyer, you're certainly gonna ask which, 
which is their specialty because you're not gonna hire an injury or whatever lawyer if you have a criminal case you know what i'm saying the specialties same with the doctor right okay what's your specialty so in fitness you say oh i'm a fitness expert i'm a strength training expert and and almost automatically the person would go oh i do yoga or or i, I walk or oh i do this or i do that and so in a person's mind as long as they're doing something it's like the answers to all and very few people realize that they're just different they each of the fitness modalities is just doing something different in the body and you're going to get a different result a different outcome so mm -hmm. people go uh on this in the circle they're just like the guinea pig on the wheel you know wanting a certain result that they're not achieving just because they have a misinformation about the fact that they're doing something that's just not going to get them those results got it and the worst part is you don't know what you don't know right so you don't know what you don't know and you, and so you don't know and so if you don't know you you don't know to ask or you often you don't know to open your mind to say oh tell me more got it that's true you wouldn't know and so if you know what's next Okay, so we've got two myths out of the way. The myth, myth information, there's a lot of it, apparently, mm -hmm. on this topic. What gets people beyond their challenge to do this? So, unfortunately, many times, people that come to us are against the wall, kind of like I was, right? Because they tried everything else, and now they're in a place where what's next and so when you are against the wall and i think this is good for a lot of things actually a lot of it's i think it's part of human nature to mm -hmm. make changes when you when you are against the wall and uh and motivation whenever yeah. when you when everything else has failed and there's no other option then you'll actually be motivated to take a risk to do something different exactly so that's that's the that's that's the main thing that that we see happen in our business and of course what we say so the the main thing is to remember to have an open mind mm -hmm. you know and to just be open to opportunities and to and to break through self-limiting belief system okay and because you know it's it, and we do this when we work with people and all of a sudden they say oh my god i started at 10 pounds now i can do 50 pounds i never thought i could do this so throughout the program you see what you learn with a workout what you learn about your own internal process and your body and how you can recover and how you can get stronger and how you can become the master of your body this now reflects in every other area of your life oh got it okay. you see mm -hmm. it's kind of like what we talked about in the beginning of the conversation is like uh, uh, what we do in one area of how we think or how we act it kind of tr trick uh, trickles over everything in our life but when you make some changes in one area mm -hmm. and in our program we do this through strength training oh got it okay okay 
That's brilliant. That's brilliant. You're building the muscle of personal growth, this sense of self-control using strength training, and it spills over into every area of the life, whether it's self-control around, you know, lifting weights or around how you respond emotionally. Absolutely. And as a matter of fact, in the gift that I have planned for your Ooh, listeners. That's right. Everybody gets a gift and you get yeah. a gift. And you yeah. Get okay. So cool. Tell them about the gift. Yeah. In the gift, I actually explain how that works. You know, very specifically, the strength to say no. Because it's not like the strength to say no. It's not based on willpower. Uh, but, uh, you can't do that, right? Well, willpower is good to a certain extent. We have to have a little bit of discipline. But if it's just willpower and it's hard and it's, it's bound to fail, right? But in the gift, I explained so many different areas. In, and in this particular gift, we're talking about um, strength to say no for addiction, recovery. And that can include... Um, alcohol, drug, gambling, but it can also include being addictive to drama or uh, relationships and things like that, right? So it's not just substance abuse, but it's mm -hmm. the, the addiction can be so many folds, right? So many, have a, so many different faces. But um, so I explained specifically the triggers that can, that can, uh, lead to like a relapse or something. Mm -hmm. For example, relationships, stress, you know, so, uh, so these are some of the, of the triggers. But I explain how you can use strength training and that feeling good that we get when we do that. Uh, the, the endorphins and it's all explained in the gift of how that can be so helpful in addiction recovery uh, for from relapse, and do you know that uh, there's only a three percent recovery success rate, statistically speaking, which is super low, super low. You know, and um, what through my research and everything, the 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 truth is in addiction recovery, there's a lot of great tools that are taught. Okay, like. Um, um, oh, there's there's and, a lot of great tools. I mean, you know, if you're talking. Whether you're talking the medical model of addiction recovery or you're talking the 12-step model of addiction recovery, it doesn't matter. Behavioral change is behavioral change, and they do have a lot of tools. Why is the success rate so low? I think it's because it's lacking that it, it's the same piece of the puzzle missing on the body, mind, spirit, body where you have to take all these tools and now you have to integrate them in the body. And a lot of people think of the body, it's, it's more intellectual knowledge, but when you can raise your physical strength and you can become, become, not think, feel, but become that. You're right, there's, there's a gap in most of the recovery programs, at least the ones that I'm familiar with, they don't address the physical side other than to explain a disease process. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in many okay. times. So, so many, yeah, so many recovery, uh, recovery center and things uh, add uh, uh, some component of exercise now. It's getting more and more um, um, 
mainstream incorporated? Yeah, more and more mainstream okay. uh, because there's a lot of research that's been done. They've done research on on rats uh, that were they were giving rats cocaine and then they put the the rats on the wheel. And then they found out that what the ones that were using the wheel uh, were less compulsive in going back for the cocaine than the ones that didn't have the wheel. It's wow. yeah, yeah. Oh, it, there's a go. there's a well, lot of research. There, and there is. There's a lot of research on trauma and what causes a post-traumatic stress reaction and why some people develop the symptoms and some people don't. And a lot of it has to do with whether or not you're able to use your muscles. So this is making a lot of sense. So for everyone who's on the call, everyone who's on the call, everyone who's listening to the podcast, look in the show notes. And in the show notes, you will find the link to Batista's gift. It's the strength to say no. It has all of this connection, why it works and why it works and how to do it in that gift for you. And so, Batista, that is a lovely gift. Thank you so very much. Well, thank you. Also in the show notes, everyone, you'll find the link to Batista's book. So that's going to be in the show notes as well. And this has just been a delightful conversation. Okay. What else do they need to know? What's the one thing they need to know? And we know that they can go because the website's right behind you, but on the podcast, they can't see it. So drfitnessusa.com is actually the not the latest and greatest version is drfitnessinternational.com. So latest and greatest is up there. And I wanted to address that because this is really cool what you all are doing, taking this into the international realm. Because you started in the gyms and now you're helping people in their homes virtually. And that is a huge gift, especially since we're not going to the gym and we need to know how to take care of ourselves in our own spaces. And so everybody can just find more information on Batista's website, drfitnessinternational.com. You'll see the picture of her husband. You might get a clue as to why she married him. Um, let's see. <laughs> Aha, made you laugh. Um, so this has been a great discussion on what's the body got to do with recovery, with the strength to say no. You know, it all starts in the body from this perspective. And when you shift your body, you shift everything else, including mm -hmm. dependencies. And so we'll call them what they are. We get dependent on things that don't serve us. Sometimes that falls into what they classify as an addiction. Sometimes it doesn't. Either way, it can interfere with your life. And if you've got something in your life you want to change, I recommend you take advantage of Batista's gift. Learn how to develop the strength to say no. So Batista, thank you for being on the show. This was wonderful. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure and an honor to be here and sharing a part of my journey with you. Uh, well, everybody's going to be able to watch my journey with you as I am now one of your clients. And so watch out, folks. Okay, here we go. Truth and advertising. This is where I'm starting. Okay? <laughs> so you just watch. I mean, you can tell even after just two weeks. This is yeah, it's getting better already. Huh? Better already. Yeah. So 
Have a great day. Have a great rest of the day. For those listening to the podcast, I was showing off my arms that are, um, how can we say, a little more wing-like than I would like at this point in my life. So I'm doing the training, the strength training. You guys will all hear about it as we move forward. And Batista, why don't we plan on you coming back on the show? We'll do kind of, this was the before. We'll see what the after looks like in a few months. Sound good? You got it. You got Uh, it. (laughs) <laughs> all right everyone okay. what's the world like in your what's life like in your world make sure you put a comment tell us where you experience having the strength to say no share your wins with everyone on the thread and we will be back have a great day actually you know me it's make it a great day the choice is always yours <laughs>